This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Up Bitches. What's up, bitches? Oh! <laughs> question is can i live again ladies and gentlemen welcome back to Roll credits podcast the only podcast in which i thought frank died so i kissed his dad <laughs> i'm zach and i'm frank and today we are here to talk about brothers and i i made it very apparent last time that i did not watch this movie beforehand mm-hmm. and that always works out in my favor <laughs> and you know what this time it actually didn't blow up in my face for once. <laughs> this is this is not a bad movie. Not a bad movie. No, it's got not a great stu- movie either. No, though. <laughs> it, it's, it's got some stuff to it. Yeah. Uh, so Brothers came out in two thousand nine. It was directed by Jim Sheridan. You have, in my opinion, a really good cast of people. At least like for your main three, you have Tobey Maguire who plays Sam Cahill. Who, at, honestly, I I don't see a toby Maguire doing anything other than spider-man yeah uh so it's very weird to see him as a military man you have natalie portman who plays his wife grace jake gyllenhaal who plays sam's brother tommy you have bailey madison who plays izzy their daughter taylor gear who plays maggie their other daughter sam shepherd who plays hank the father of tommy and sam and then mayor winningham who plays elsie who i think is like their stepmom mm-hmm. that's it that's all you got in here. And if you don't know what Brothers is about, it is a movie about while on tour in Afghanistan, Sam's chopper is shot down and he's presumed dead. But back at home, it is a screw-up brother who is Tommy who just got out of prison and is kind of like looking to like fill some type of void and ends up becoming close with the family of Grace only to find out that Sam is not dead and returns back to the family with a bunch of baggage. Like a shit ton of like PTSD. Right. <laughs> and that's what the movie's about. And I I like this film. Yeah. Like I said, um, it is really cool to see Tobey Maguire doing something other than Spider-Man. Because um, honestly, I didn't really know how much range he had. And I like in the beginning of the film where he's like, he's very positive like Tobey Maguire. Like you can see it where it's like he is like a loving father. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's just, like, there. He's present. And then he has, like, this whole thing of, like, you know, I am a military son and I'm a military man and I just need to go out and protect my country. Yeah. He's very much uh, him and his brother. It's, like, it's kind of weird to, mm-hmm. to see because you would think that out of this cast, Jake Gyllenhaal would have been the one that they would choose because Jake Gyllenhaal is the... Like they talk about, uh, they talk about Sam. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, he was like the high school football player, and he dated uh, what's her name? And the she, cheerleader Grace, yeah, and, she, and she was the cheerleader. And it's just like, really, like out of out of these two actors, you made Tobey Maguire the one that so, was like the 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 high school hunk and the high school like yeah. you know like cool. And Jake Gyllenhaal was like the drunk fuck up. Like yeah. I don't know, it just didn't. It, it's kind of like a weird casting choice, but I do think that Tobey Maguire is, like, the biggest highlight of this movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's what's weird, too. I found out that, like, originally when, like, they both got the scripts for it, Jake Gyllenhaal wanted to play Sam and Toby wanted to play Tommy. Yeah. And Jim Sheridan was like, no, because he didn't think that, like, Toby had it in him to play, like, the bad brother. Yeah. And I guess Jake Gyllenhaal, like, just kind of looked the part to him. Mm. Um, but again, too, like, they both played it really, really well. 
Uh, that really, like you said, like that is my biggest praise for this film is Toby's performance. Yeah, especially like in the in the second half of the film when he mm-hmm. comes back home. I mean that that Toby Maguire is like the the dead eyes that yes. he has. And oh like my god! The absence of of just being where he is mm-hmm. is just. I mean, he's he's so good in this movie. It's like. Wh- I don't know. Like I was looking through through his IMDb, and I was just like, "Wow, he is." He, I don't know if he's just very selective with his roles, mm-hmm. or if he just doesn't get a lot of roles in general. Um, because when he was younger, like pre Spider Man, he had mm-hmm. a bunch of bunch of roles, and then it, and then it was Spider Man, and then after Spider Man, he kind of just fizzled out. Made a, a movie like once every few years, mm-hmm. and I mean, it was you know th- they were all like pretty well received um, for the most part. I wouldn't say that Tobey Maguire really has made a bad movie. I remember, no. I think he was in Seabiscuit, um, mm. which was like a huge deal when it came yeah. out. Everybody was <laughs> the talking horse about Seabiscuit. Right? Yeah, yeah, everybody was talking about Seabiscuit. He was in like Cider House Rules, mm-hmm. um, obviously the Spider-Man trilogy. Uh, he was in The Great Gatsby. Mm. So, I mean, he's been like somewhat consistent, but it's he, he's, you know, he's he's just like every few years, he's just like making a movie. He's got a few, he's got like two movies coming out in mm-hmm. like the next couple of years. And I don't I know. He's I, just like not. I don't know. Like I, I feel like he should be more like relevant because I'm, I think he's just. I think he's actually a really good actor. I think this movie proves that he's a really good actor. Yeah, exactly. Like again, the range on him and like it's weird because it's like I. I wonder if that only is because of like him being in Spider Man No Way Home that like he kind of got like a resurgence a little bit again. Yeah. But like man, like he like especially we'll get to it. But the fucking ending with him freaking out yeah. is amazing. Like I've I've never seen this man put on a full range of emotion like that before. Yeah. Um, not since Spider-Man 3 where he did the dance. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, another thing that I found, like, really interesting was, like, in the beginning, like, the kind of transitions between Sam and Grace, um, at least in, like, the first couple of minutes of him being like, hey, I'm going, I'm deployed again, like, I'm in Afghanistan, and it was, like, the simple things of, like, him in the chopper, and then it would cut to Grace, like, driving the car, mm-hmm. and then it would be uh, Grace, like, in the like kindergarten school setting and then it would go to uh sam just being like out in the field and i thought that was like a really cool visual of just like you know home life versus war life yeah and we've done like a couple of war movies and there's a plethora of war movies out there but i like this one because it it kind of dives a little bit deeper into what i would think of more of like a realistic like home setting for ptsd like we get a lot of films where it's like you know especially when we did um apocalypse now and when we did uh deer hunter where it's like you know you come home and you have that ptsd but like it's really just like one or two people that you have around you where this is like this is a family man and this is a full-on transformation of like who he was Mm -hmm. yeah and i really like that i thought i thought that this kind of brought like a little bit more of a realistic setting again to like you you have an ongoing issue rather than just like hey this is kind of set up just for the movie yeah like this feels like he's going to be living with this for the rest of his life yeah yeah i kind of wish that the movie did dive a little deeper into like the family aspect when he came back because it's unfortunate that the whole He's only he comes back home mm-hmm. and and is then you know you get you're getting the the real kind of like 
down and dirty Tobey Maguire going losing his mind and all that. Only in like the last thirty minutes of the film, which is yeah. kind of unfortunate because that is absolutely the most interesting part of the movie. Oh, absolutely. Um, like there's a like one of one of my favorite scenes in the whole film. Surprisingly enough, was when um Hank, his dad, or is it Hank? Yeah, yeah, Hank. Right, his father is talking to Sam. Sam's like ripping out like his like car bumper or whatever, mm, and he goes, yes. "Hey, you know when I came back from Vietnam." He's like, I couldn't talk to your mother. So he's like, I took it out on you guys. So, you know, you know, if you need someone to talk to, you know, you can talk to me. And it's really cool because as he's he's like saying that you can talk to me as he's walking away and he has his back towards him. So it's kind of like his dad doesn't even know, like, how to really Mm -hmm. process emotions and be like a real father. So he's kind of giving him this like half hearted like, yeah, I'm here for you. But meanwhile, he's walking away. And I was like, okay, that's really cool. And I wish that there was more with Hank mm-hmm. because Hank is just, I don't know. There's, there's a really weird setup in this movie of like, like the Jake Gyllenhaal transition to me was so abrupt quick. Right. And like, they say that the movie, um, when him, when Sam and his partner are down in the, in the pit, mm-hmm. they say that they've been down there for two months. There's yeah. a, there's a point where he's like, we've been here for two months. And I was like, Wow. It feels like days, yeah. You know, like and and from and for uh, Tommy being like this alcoholic, and then all of a sudden he's just like renovating the kitchen. Exactly. It's just I was like, wow, this is really, really like abrupt and like really, really quick. And and Hank, the father, is like, I hate you. You're, you're a terrible son. Why can't you be more like your brother? And then he's like, oh, you know, you're not too bad. Yeah. All right. Oh, and you then, know how to build shit. And it's just like, okay, let. I feel like we should have. I feel like Hank, Tommy. Sam and Grace really should have been like the like the cast there yeah. and been like in the forefront and I feel like there could have been more with Hank because again one of my favorite that my my pretty much one of my favorite scenes is that just that really short conversation there mm-hmm. because it's like it's planting a seed. Yeah. And then the seed never grows, unfortunately. No, I get it. And I'm glad that you brought that up too cuz I I thought that was just me where it's like man, it feels like out of nowhere like Tommy is kind of like this yeah. This super cool guy yeah, yeah. where it's like in the first like 20 minutes, like you really get it where it's like he's kind of a dirtbag. Like he doesn't give a fuck about like Maggie and Izzy really. Um, he knows that Grace doesn't like him. Like he's yeah. really there for Sam. And then like you have the horrible relationship between Hank and him. Yeah. And then, yeah, like literally he builds a kitchen and then it's all sunshines and lollipops. Yeah, yeah. And it feels like, you know, Tommy is just a 180 like all yeah. of a sudden he's the dad and right. like it feels like he should have been the dad all along yeah and i'm a little i'm a little upset because again i i did not watch this movie prior i kind of just saw really that like freak out scene yeah. with sam and i'm a little upset that like they they couldn't go a little bit more with, with grace and tommy yeah like yeah they kissed but like, had you had like a full on like romance start blooming, I feel like everything would have been more impactful with Sam, because like he he even brings up two words like when they go ice skating when Sam gets back, and at this point like Sam is really fucked up like he he's not even out there on the ice with them and he's watching them and he asks like you know did you fuck her like I can forgive you for that like if you just tell me and. Tommy gives like this weird. He doesn't answer. He gives this he, weird he, pause where yeah. it's like, you know, you didn't. So just answer him. Yeah, that you he didn't. literally doesn't even say yes or no. He exactly. Just, he just goes, "What's making you think that?" 
And then Sam like gives him some whatever, whatever, like an answer. Yeah. And then it just ends. It's just like, okay. Exactly. So like, <laughs> fucking, like, like, why couldn't you go further? Like either pull the trigger on it or don't give me that scene. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> fucking it, like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, I mean, like even fucking to show like more of the time lapse of Sam being stuck in Afghanistan, make him dirtier, make his hair grow out more. I know. Like make him have That's a bigger what I'm saying. beard. It's like, like two months. It's like it, it doesn't feel like, like two fu- months. Like most military men, because like they shave constantly, like will have that scruffiness after a week. Yeah. So it's like let him have like a full on beard. Yeah, no, that's that's like one of the things. I mean. Listen, I wrote a lot of complaints, yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't want to like shit on this movie because mm-hmm. I think that it's worth a watch. I yes. will say that one thing though is you you've probably never seen the original. No, I do think that the original is better. Okay, I don't think that this is true. I think the original like this came out like five years after the original, so it's just like still a little too what's fresh. the point like mm-hmm. why like why did you remake it you know i mean i guess because it was like a european film so like you know i think i think or maybe it was like swedish or something i don't mm-hmm. remember what it was but whatever it was it was like maybe oh, okay we just want to take this story and you know get bring it to an american audience okay but i don't know it just felt like it the movie was is less than you know five years old like mm-hmm. we don't need a remake no and I hate when like things do that too and this movie doesn't go nearly as far as the original goes the the the, the other one has got like a lot more grit to it okay um and I do think that it's just a better film um so I want to I do want to get like my cons out of the way okay so um I will say that the the writing in this movie I don't think is very strong. I it's feel okay. like the writing in this film is a little corny. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like just weird scenes and things of like people being like, wow, this, this, this place, like it, when, when he's, uh, I think when Sam is back in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, it almost feels like home. And I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> I've like, heard this line like, yeah, every other war movie. Yeah. Like I don't need that. Apocalypse now did it better. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really had a big, big problem with the daughters. They were assholes, right? And and I did not like the, the grieving family. You find out that mm-hmm. your husband was killed. The grieving of the family is so put. It's like it like happens so quickly, yeah. and then everybody kind of just starts moving on. Yeah. And it's just like wow, because that's what that's what made me so confused that mm-hmm. that um when they say that they're that they were in the pit for two months, yeah, because it doesn't feel like that back at home. Back at home, it feels like it's been a few days, mm-hmm. and Tommy's just remodeling the kitchen, and the daughters are are loving Tommy, and Grace is is really liking Tommy now, and and their relationship has is developing, and and the father is now like really proud of his son, and blah blah yeah. blah, blah blah, all that stuff is just like. It happens all so quickly because there is no grieving process. I don't even know. I again, I was pretty high when I was watching this movie, <laughs> but I don't remember the don't like the daughters find out that I guess th- that the they don't even like there is no like scene there's no crying where, scene with right them. There, there's no scene where the mom has to explain to the daughters that their father mm-hmm. was dead, and I don't ever remember the daughters really being that upset ever. Like, no. And even Grace, like Grace never really, she does, she doesn't, she never has that scene, that scene where she's like breaking down Mm -hmm. and, and like sobbing and missing her husband. Because when Sam does come back, 
she has a scene where she's like when uh when he's in the bedroom mm-hmm. and and he's got like his hands on his head or whatever and and he's just like sitting there and she's like she basically says to him like I couldn't get out of bed for weeks uh I couldn't talk to anybody blah, blah, blah. but like we didn't see no, any didn't, of that yeah. from what we saw you were just making pancakes with the mm-hmm. kids and and like we didn't have like a real grieving so everything that kind of happens in the movie all of like the emotional like you know the real kind of emotionally potent uh, scenes that happen in this film for me kind of rang really hollow yeah. because we never got that. We never felt it. No, I get it. Like, I mean, and I, I guess I chalk it up to like a pacing issue because yeah, like the whole film feels like it's a week long and like you could have done something so easily as like grace back in like the tub, like just sobbing. Yeah. And it's like, that's something Yeah, like the kids, there literally is the scene where it's like they they're going to the funeral and they're like, I don't want to put on my my black dress. It's itchy, and I don't want to go because yeah. because daddy's dead. And it's like, that's it. Like that's yeah. that's it. And then I guess like the saving grace for it is literally when Sam comes back and you start to see where again like Tommy is more of that father figure now, and it's kind of that like Sam is scaring them. Yeah. Like there's that really, really cool scene where it's like Sam leaves and then goes check out the grave of like his friend that like he killed. Right. And he comes back like through the fucking back of the house, which was really weird, like kind of stalkerish. <laughs> um, and then you see like both the daughters like just back away from him for a second because they're yeah. like, we don't know like what he's going to do. Right. And like that's a really cool scene. But again, you didn't give me enough to kind of like oomph it out like you didn't give me enough in there um akan i had two with this film i mean i already talked about it like with the whole situation of like tommy and grace like there could have been so much more but like another thing was there wasn't like enough evidence really to show the actual powerful scene of sam breaking everything and like calling grace out on like fucking tommy right like there's literally nothing. Like he got it, ha- it happens. Like it, like it's a powerful scene, mm-hmm. like a standalone scene. Yeah, but like you're you're right. I feel like it just happens. Yeah, like I mean, you literally. Which I guess in like it it could be like that in real life. Like it just you just snap and all well, of yeah. a second you're just like break. But I don't know. Like when you're watching a movie, I need yeah. You need something. Like yeah, you had like that scene of, I think Maggie pissed off or Izzy, one of the daughters, pissed off and, like, just yells it at the birthday party that, like, you know, I wish you never came back and, like, Tommy, I wish Tommy was my dad because her and mommy fuck all the time. And my jaw was dropped for that scene. I was like, look look at you, you little fucker. Like, really breaking this family apart. Yeah. And that's it. Like, that's really the only kind of, like, thing that would make Sam think anything like this. Right. Like, everything else, it's just kind of like, you know, Tommy's being a good brother, like, taking care of the family. Yeah. Like, there's no real indication of, like, you know, stolen glances or, like, a kiss on the cheek or something like that that would, like, make you think that there's a relationship building. Yeah. And again, it's like, I wish you either went full force and gave me the relationship going because it makes sense to, like, move on after he's supposedly dead. Right. Or just... Don't give me that and then give me full on just Sam going through PTSD right. and focus on that for the story. Yeah. Um, another small thing that I had, I like Hank as a character. He's kind of that typical military dad. Right. 
Like, I've seen him several times over in films and in TV shows. But, I mean, he's not, he's like not in the movie enough to like, mm-hmm. like leave a real lasting impact. Yeah. He's just there enough to be like, yeah, he's a guy. Yeah. He's just like, Oh, <laughs> I was in the military and Sam's in the military and yeah. that's why I like him. And Tommy's a fuck up. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Like that's it. I had, I felt like a lot of the characters did not have really good chemistry with one another. I don't know. Like I feel, I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal and Natalie Portman did. I thought that they were okay. Mm-hmm. I thought Jake Gyllenhaal and um, Tobey Maguire did. Yes, I really felt it uh, with between them mostly. But uh, the 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 ex or the um, the guy's husband or the guy's wife that mm-hmm. uh, that Sam ended up killing and she yeah. comes over. Oh, that was a powerful scene. It was a powerful scene. Um, it just, I don't know, like her, like their friend, everything felt so like forced with everybody. Like I didn't buy Grace and her like being, being friends, like friends at all. Mm-hmm. Even like the dog, like I remember the one scene where the second daughter, the youngest, mm-hmm. she goes, she goes, is daddy really dead? Like you're a <laughs> mom and dad. And she says it with just like that, mm-hmm. like no emotion. And it's just like, wow maybe we could have used a second take for that. Like maybe yeah. we could have, like... even when Tommy first comes back and it's like, Oh, mommy doesn't like you that much. Yeah. And it's like, that's it. It's, like the fucking, the, like the delivery of the lines, I think make everything kind of feel like I kind of mentioned just hollow. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man, the chemistry was just so off between like everybody for me. I was just like, wow, I'm not really feeling these like family connections. Also, mm-hmm. <laughs> here's the big one. Well, no, but dude, did you notice how horrible the music was in this movie? It's not great. It is so. Like, it's so bad that it like it's noticeable. Well, like, dude, the ice skating scene mm-hmm. when they're out on the rink, the and music like that is music? playing over that is the, some of the worst music I've heard in a movie. Well, even in the beginning, it's like this really like upbeat country music, <laughs> and it's like you're going to pick up your brother who just got out of prison. Like, right. can you use like? Any other sound yeah, no, design? The end credits is like some song by oh, U2, and God. I'm just like, oh, man, this is... Oh, because it's the song that, like, Tommy used to listen to, I and guess. then Grace used to... But, me, like, it doesn't... Like, there's not enough to yeah. give you that, like, that's the payoff for it. Yeah. Um, one last thing that I just wanted to mention, and then we can talk... We can finish on a, on a good note, mm-hmm. um, is I don't feel like the film doesn't... This, this film does enough... Um, in the story to merit the title like the, yeah. the film is called brothers it's not really about the brothers and it's just bare like them they, they're barely together in this movie at all like, they're when barely... he com- when he comes back mm-hmm. there's there's a few scenes with them and yeah. it's like i don't know like i didn't feel like the title of brothers and like their relationship with one another you know hanging on a thread basically I don't know. It just again, like the movie doesn't go far enough yeah. with with um with Grace and with Tommy or with Grace and Sam where you you're kind of like in this weird kind of triangle. So and it doesn't it doesn't ever fully go in any one direction mm-hmm. where they take advantage of like what could be possible, like what the possibilities really are. Yeah. And, and it just, I don't know, man, the title, I was like, at the end of the movie, I was like, wow, this movie should not, like, I don't know. It just didn't feel like it should have been called brothers. It should have been me. called Sam. It should have been. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just should have been. Yeah. Cause they're not close enough to really give you anything. Like, I mean, 
it seems like they're really distant when like he first picks them up. They don't really have like a, a real good like connection other than like a smirk here and there and like a quick joke that like doesn't land on one of their sides. And then yeah, like I mean when when Tommy comes to the house and like drops off the car and Grace tells him that Sam's dead. Tommy's reaction was really strange for me because it's like that could have been the moment where, you know, Tommy starts to kind of like that could have been the reason why he turns his life around where it's like, you know, Sam's dead and I need to be here for his family and like show something to Grace of like, hey, I'm here for you if you needed me. And instead, he just like blows up on her mm-hmm. of like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you call me? Fuck this. Fuck that. Here's yeah. your goddamn car keys. Right. And it's like, that's it. And then he goes to the bar. Yeah. And it's like that alone made you feel the disconnect of Sam and Tommy. Right. And then it's not until he comes back where you get like a sprinkle here and there. Like I said, the ice skating yeah. scene where it's like, you know, he's there to help him. And like, there is a closeness. But at this point. Sam's way too far gone to like yeah. be helped with that. Yeah. So I get it. Like it it doesn't really feel like the movie is about the brothers. Right. It feels like it's literally supposed to be a story about like either Sam's PTSD or Tommy and Grace's like romance. Yeah. And it just didn't combine well enough yeah. together. It's unfortunate. Um but yeah, I mean I mean listen, we're, I feel like we're talking a lot of bad, but yeah. there are some really good things. Yeah, Again, I mean, one thing that I really really liked was when um Sam does come back. Mhm. And I believe that's, a, I think it's a scene where he's like organizing all the cups yes. downstairs mm-hmm. and he hears like a dog barking and immediately he pulls out his gun and he starts like yeah. moving around the house and then it just cuts. And I'm like, that's good. Like, that's really good because you're, you're just seeing him by himself and, and he's, and like the way that Tobey Maguire moves his eyes around yes. was, was something that I really noticed a lot. Um, like when he has his big blow up scene at the end, mm-hmm. when he's when destroying the kitchen and Tommy comes in, and Sam's eyes are like darting mm-hmm. all around. Like he doesn't know where he exactly is. And you're like, you're not fully sure if even visually what he's seeing is Tommy in the yes. kitchen or is he back in Afghanistan? Exactly. Like you don't know. And that's like really, really good. Um, so like Again, Tobey Maguire's acting in this film is, like, phenomenal. Beautiful. I swear, too, like, he, he actually dropped weight. Oh, my God. He's so skinny Yes, as movie. opposed to, like, when he's, like, fit in the beginning of the film. Yeah. And, like, even, too, like, the subtle things where it's, like, you know, after, I think, like, maybe a week of him, like, Sam being back, and he goes back to the the boot camp and is, like, I'm ready to go back. Like, smiles and everything. It's, like, I'm ready to see my men. And, and the corporal or whatever, like, asks him, is, like, well, how is your therapy going? He's like, it's fine. It's good. And it's like, how are you feeling? It's like, I'm good. I'm good. And then it's like, how is your family doing? And he's like, well, they don't understand. Like, I just need to go back. Yeah. He's like, I can't talk to them. I can't be there anymore. And it's like that little thing where it's like, you've, you've planted the PTSD, like so, so ingrained in this film. Yeah. And probably my favorite thing, like favorite short little shot that I saw was towards the end of the film because you have like this kind of like throwaway scene in the beginning where Sam is trying like super super hard to get his ring off like he's using soap and everything like in the bathroom to take it off which I don't exactly get why like he would take it off to give to Grace yeah well I, I guess it's because in case he dies yeah she has it or I guess in case like 
he gets captured in this situation. You can't assume that like, oh, you're married. Maybe. I guess. Um, But then towards the end, like when she gives him it back and like he literally like can't keep it on his finger. Like it's so loose. Yeah. And it's like this cool scene to show like how little strength the marriage has at this point. Like in the beginning, it was so strong that like he couldn't even take off his ring. And now they're so fractured as a family that like it's literally hanging on by a thread. Like if he puts his arm down, it will fall off. (laughs) And it's such a cool little like metaphor that I don't even think was like fully, fully meant for the film. But like I got it and I was like, this is one of the coolest things about the movie. Yeah. Like this was such a small little scene that like I loved it for. Yeah. How did you feel about the ending? I did. It, I d- it didn't land for me, man. Again, like, had you, you could have had something so powerful of like Sam freaking out, and then the cop showing up, and then like him putting the gun to his head, like that would have been super and then impactful. Just cut hard yes. cut, hard cut, <laughs> and you don't su- you don't know what happened. Super impactful, <laughs> and then yeah, like I mean, he he goes to the psych ward, and like he, it's just kind of like him where he finally like tells Grace like what he did, right. And it's all right. I guess, like, it's kind of like this moment of, like, well, he's going to use this now to get better because he did what his dad couldn't and actually talked about it. Right. But it just kind of, it it It, felt like we hit, like, such, we were building to a huge climax and then just, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, nothing. It is kind of unfortunate because, like, especially with his, like, kind of last little monologue at the end. Where he's like, only dead men see have seen the end of war, but yeah. I've seen the end, and now I'm trying to see if I can basically like come back. Yeah, and it's just very like, cool line. But... I guess, but it, the thing is, like, it, it doesn't. I I don't think this movie exactly like knows what it's trying to say mm-hmm. because it's like, is that? It's not a happy ending. No, but it's not, not a sad, sad ending. ending. No, it's not it, a bad it's, ending either. It's just an ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like okay. Well, where do we stand here? Yeah, we don't know what happens with Grace. We have no idea where him and Tommy stand. Mm-hmm. We have no idea how his how his, how his daughters are going to react. Yeah, and I don't know. Like even if in you some had... films that would work for me. Yeah, it's just I think that because how how hollow everything else felt mm-hmm. prior that that ending of like all of those loose ends. Yeah, it's like had you man, even had like a scene of like when. When Tommy and Sam are, like, wrestling and, like, Sam shoots Tommy, that would have made for, like, a huge impact. Like, he didn't have to die, but he could have had something where it's, like, this is the reason, like, this is the buildup for it. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I mean, it just, it felt kind of, like, numb at the end. Like, I chalk it up to kind of this being, like, one of those, it's a movie. Like, I've seen tropes from it, like, time and time again. It's just different actors playing different scenes. Yeah. I mean, the themes in this film, like, are forefront like right, full of forefront. Yeah. It's PTSD, it's depression, it's military life. It's the importance of family, it's yes. the it's the importance of being able to talk about your problems. It's sins of the father, it's right. it's losing your place in in your world. Yeah. Like that's really all it is. Yeah. Like there's nothing like super super deep dive into it. No. I don't know, man. 8 pipes out of 10. 8? I was I, I was feeling like a 6. Ah. And you liked this movie too. I do. The thing is, I was actually surprised on how much I did not like it as much as I thought. Because like you, you know, know I saw this movie obviously like a while mm-hmm. ago, and I remember really liking it. But I was much younger, and mm-hmm. like now that my brain is developed more, yeah. and I and I look at films in a much more critical way, 
the the cracks of this film yeah. are re- like really you know what to me too, this man? Time like around. i don't know about you like for me like it is kind of like this weird blessing and a curse where it's like since doing the podcast like i fucking like even if it's not something that like we're doing for the podcast i critique a movie hard like yeah. i look for like themes and plot holes and plot points and yeah. everything like that to the point where it's like i can't really enjoy a movie fully anymore oh, no, like see, i can't just sit I, there and I, turn my brain I have, off i have a pretty good like way of turning that off that part of my brain off when i am going to watch a movie of course there are like certain films that i kind of turn on my critique brain for if Mm -hmm. it's like a film that i'm really really like anticipating um or if it has a message to say and yeah or just like it's just a film that i'm expecting something out of Mm -hmm. uh then like that's where i'll turn that on but like if i'm just going to to watch like a random whatever movie i mean I don't know. I, I have. A, I'm, I'm actually like pretty decent at like shutting that part of my brain off and not like overanalyzing every single scene. Yeah, I can't do that unless it's a Marvel movie. I just uh, can't turn uh, my brain off. Uh, <laughs> but then the Marvel movie, I get pissed off if it's not like the comic. So <laughs> I can't fucking win. Yeah. Oh man. Well, brothers, that was a fun one. It was all right. All right. Well, I got a recommendation. Okay. Uh, as you can tell from military men, they gotta stay fit and whatnot, right? Right. Yep. So, uh, I. For the past, like, three weeks or so, like, a little bit more than that, probably, um, I've been doing pre-made meals, and I think it's a really kind of, like, ingenious way, not just for, like, exercising, like, trying to, like, build up muscle and, like, get in better shape, but just, like, to have something, like, ready on the go, because um, you know as an exercise man that probably 70% of like getting in shape is what you eat of course um that's the most important part if you're not eating right mm -hmm. then there's no point of even going to the gym exactly and like that's where i kind of like have been making it where i've been doing like probably about like a cup full for like i'm doing lean ground beef or like turkey or like chopped up chicken and like brown rice white rice quinoa and then like some vegetables on the side yeah and it's honestly been so impactful to me like i've seen a difference from it um with going to the gym and like eating that like right afterwards and then also having like something like beforehand that like will actually keep me sustained yeah and not junk um but like it's also just like a smart idea too where it's like if you know like you are on the go like pretty much all day from like the time your alarm goes off to the time that you go to bed like having that day where it's like you're off and you just cook a bunch of meals and have it ready for you. Yeah. And then just like putting in the fridge or the freezer and then like you have it ready. So you don't have to think about certain things like that. Yeah. It's become so beneficial for me. <laughs> like I, I don't have to think about like what I'm going to eat and I know it's going to be like a healthier alternative. Right. And it's just working for me. I, I will build up more to where it's like I'm making my own dinner pre-made meals. But for right now it's like Lunch. pre-workout after workout okay. and then i'm trying to like do more of like low carb cereal or like side side recommendation dave's killer bread fucking delicious <laughs> and nine grams of protein yeah so that's two right there for you <laughs> i'm a workout man now yeah you are cool all right Frank, zach's trying to get fucking ripped for I'm, his wedding i got i got like a year and the the six month mark beforehand it's literally gonna be fucking like skinless boneless chicken <laughs> steamed broccoli white rice every meal i'm gonna get fucking shredded all right cool and then fucking get fat right afterwards there you go 
All right. Um. So next episode, we're gonna. I, I I texted you and I and I said this to you, and then I was like, wait, did we already do this? Yeah. And I thought that we did, but we, we didn't, didn't, which apparently. is kind of surprising because if I feel like it's maybe it's just like something that I've always thought about and we mm-hmm. ne- and I never actually pulled the trigger on. Um. Uh, but of course, what I am talking about is, uh, I want to talk about some of the most impactful deaths in film, mm-hmm. things that characters that die that have really really left a mark on us. Um, so that's it. All right, cool. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, why are you punishing yourself?